Welcome to a new episode of DevSecOps Talks. It's me, Matthias, and I'm here with Julian and Andre. Today's podcast will be how you can pass interviews and land the perfect IT job. Enjoy. So I have a question for you. Uh, I have only changed job uh, once in like 10 years, but you meet a lot of people. So do you have any like advice how you can get hired? I mean, there's a lot of people that are looking for a job, but like, do you have any good advice to give people so it helped them get hired in the, in different companies? Yeah, with a current demand for IT professionals, it's yeah. hard not to get hired. <laughs> yeah, I would say. Yeah, it also depends how how much experience do you have, and um, how do you market yourself. Yeah, I yeah. think it's like hired to the position you want to be hired. Yeah, but I mean, you can't just come in and like, hey, I um, I have a laptop at home. Can I? I see that you're looking for a, a senior security DevOps professional here, right? Yeah, that's probably will not fly. I mean, you have to qualify somewhat. But then it's very depends from what type of company you're about to interview with. Yeah. Yeah, a startup is very different from a big organization. Uh-huh. And, you know, a startup, you have to do everything. So you're going to learn a lot. Yeah. It's going to be messy. There's not going to be a lot of processes. Um, so if you thrive into chaos, I think the startup life is very, is going to suit you well. But if you like things to be more organized and very, like you, you get more specialized when you join big companies because yeah. they, they don't require somebody to know a lot, but they need somebody to be more specialized into one thing Yeah, um, that, that fixes a certain problem. And being a cog in the machine. This is exactly. what they want. <laughs> exactly. And uh, yeah, it's, it's I, I think both are, really according to what you want there, there is also it's a spectrum right it's you have a startup on the extreme and the big company and there's plenty of company in the middle where you you kind of have to you know adapt and so like to, to get hired is first like yeah what what can you do uh, because the first thing that the in like the person who is trying to recruit is going to ask is is that person going to solve the problem i have yeah, and if the answer is yes, you get hired, and that's how it works. But they, they have no idea about what the problem they want to solve to start with. The recruiter have a list of technical skills that someone gave them, yeah. and they don't even understand what they mean. So, uh, and and yeah. they basically do text matching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. See, so that guy <laughs> have the same characters that I have on my paper, so potentially it's a match. So this is how it works. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. some of them even worse than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it seems to have a head, two arms, and two legs. He might be qualified for to be a programmer, so I'm gonna try anyway. Because <laughs> he's a firefighter, but yeah. Yeah, that's that really depends. Like I I've seen everything, so I'm not sure that I'm gonna be surprised um hearing those stories, but yeah, it's let, let's say that somebody come out like people reach out to me, especially like they are just finishing university, yeah. and it's like, oh, do you know any company 
that would hire. And it's like, well, which fields? Like, do you want to program? Do you want to deal with infrastructure? Do you want to uh, do front end or more uh, like project management skill? Yeah. It's really, really wide area. And I think that for me, what paid out the most in my career is to specialize into one area. Like I, I took a bet on Google Cloud and I, I went full on that. And it was, you know, even passing on jobs that doesn't involve Google Cloud. Um, and that's how you you specialize. And then, you know, the, when you're highly specific, you get higher easier because you have a lot less people that trust you more with some technology because you specialize in that. Mm. What, what do you think about that? Do, do you prefer like a generalist? No, but look, it's a it's a bit different question. Like, how do you do your first step in the field, right? Yeah. You probably have no idea what are the jobs are out there, what they mean, what you're supposed to be doing, what are the companies. You clueless after university, and um, I would say then I would be looking for the company that would let me to try out as much as I can things because like for instance if you go to the big uh, corporation right after you're going to see a very narrow place where they're going to put you you're going to not see the whole system you will be tasked with very specific stuff that might not be applicable in other companies like for instance I worked some for Ericsson and the other people would develop the technology stacks I mean the IP stacks and so on network stacks and it was proprietary hardware, proprietary protocols and everything. So mm. you, you cannot really take that knowledge much and reuse it. You could reuse some. So for instance, going for a startup is might be a good idea because then you get to see a lot of stuff, a lot of specialities, you get to touch a lot of things. And then after a year or two, you might feel that, yeah, something of that appeals to you more and something less, and then you might choose the path you want. Yeah. So you want to find a company that would invest in you. So you don't want to, to go to the company that would make you a cog and just want you to sit here and do something, like put the paper A to the place B. Yeah. You want to find a company that would invest you into you. So like there are, for instance, uh, young talent programs in many companies, like the big corporations are trying to identify the next generation talent. So there are the coaching program for next talent. So I would go and apply to those. I would not go for some job to get money because I'm all right. I'm just out of university. I don't have that much implications on the monument. I might need to get some money to get some booze to hang out with girls, but I don't really need to have too much bills to pay. I don't have kids and family to support. So I, I would have a lot of freedom to choose and I would, if I would be me 15 years ago, I would go much wiser. I got lucky with my employment, so they did invest a lot of time and money in me. But but people who are starting up, be intentional. Just don't grab whatever comes your way. Yeah. And that's why I would say do your homework. So start research about the company. And the thing is that when you're coming to the interview, what you should understand is, especially small company, no one knows about them. They have their adverti- job advertisement out there, and there may be like three people coming to talk to them. 
Yeah. You should understand that they actually might need you more than you need them. Yeah. And also, then you should understand that they're choosing from the small pool of candidates, maybe five, ten people. So your 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 job is not to be the best at C plus plus. Your job is to stand out. So how do you stand out? Yeah. If you're coming to a small company, they're like a family in most cases, and for them, it's important that you understand their values, that you will fit in. You might not be so good in technology, and they probably do not expect you to be very good at technology since you're coming out of university. But if you take your time, research about the company, see what they post out, maybe they post a podcast, maybe they have some open source, you research about that, and you start to ask questions on the interview, you will stand out because... Other people will like, oh, oh I, I, I can, I can do this, I can do that. But here, you show that you are interested, you are committed, you did your homework, and I, I had that experience myself. Just interviewed three weeks ago, interviewed the guy yeah. who listened all our podcasts, preparing for interview. Yeah. He went through the everything we had on the GitHub. He said, "In this repository, I think you, you did it wrong," and he pointed at us. <laughs> how yeah. we could do it differently. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was like no questions. Like, yeah. Yes. Yes, mister. You're doing everything right. And he asked all the right questions. So doing your homework is uh, is important. And then asking the right question about the company. Will they give you to work on your, what you want? Or like, how they going to, how they going to, how they going to uh, take care of you? Yeah. Is Do they have like a, meetings every month like to to coach you to help you get where you want to go if they don't maybe that's not the company you want to go so we're kind of in a position where we are capable of choosing we have a lot of choices and it would be wise to take advantage of them that's very true thanks for sharing that was that was quite a good uh, (laughs) summary of you know how to get hired but now when you are in the interview do you have any like suggestion on or specific question that people uh, that you know as as a, when you're looking for a job? What kind of question would you ask the company um, regarding you know the value and do you have a specific question in mind? Yeah, like for the basics one, starting the mission value. Then you will see if the people who you talk to and they probably it depends what company you interview, if they understand them, if they can articulate them, that's probably a good company to work with, which means that the leadership is very strong. So and that's the place where you want to be. If people have no clue, you might be in the wrong place. And then also you see that it's like a again soft and hard skill. So like when you as I said, like if you're going to a small company. You could win your way by asking the right questions, doing the homework. But the bigger company, they might want to just need a call so they don't really give a, give a much consideration about uh, your soft skills, about what you think about the company. They're interested in your ability to be a cog. So they, they, they're more interested yeah. in the hard skills. Will you be able to perform? And it depends. <laughs> So, so like you know, preparing to the bigger company, it's it's the soft skills they're becoming more and more on a on a spotlight, even in a bigger company. Like for example, t- taking Spotify, right? So they put a big emphasis on their culture interviews, but still, 
the prerequisite will be a hard skills. So the yeah. soft skills is more like on top. It's additional sort out criteria. In a in a smaller company, I would say that your soft skills might actually lead the way, and your hard skills people will be more forgiving and will be able to co- coach you more if you if you don't possess some of that. Nice, yeah. I I usually you know to to poke a little bit into like what do they expect from the job. What I ask is what would make this hire successful like i ask if you hire me and six months we are six months later what would make you say this was a good hire and and that usually tells like they're gonna say oh you know we're we are less incident or we have more um this problem is fixed and so they they, you get the expectation right from the start of what is the job what what would be the job? What would be the outcome of the job? And that really um, can bring the conversation to a much better place um, yeah. wh- when you know what to, what is expected from you. Yeah, we discussed it last time, right? So asking what my job gonna be, what you want me to do, like what are the criteria for success? Mm-hmm. Discussed it last time. No one asks those questions. Mm-hmm. It's again about the way you stand up. No one asks those questions. People just feeling scared of the interview, feeling stressed, and they kind of think it's about uh, showing off their skills, but yeah. it's more about, for you, it's more about like a date. You, you mm-hmm. want to know as much as you can can know about the, about that company and the people you're going to be working with, yeah. because you're going to spend actually much more time with them than with your family. Well, if you we, if we take off the sleep, Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so yeah, eight hours a day, well, yeah, forty hours a week. It's kind of a long time. Yeah, isn't it good to practice before then? If you not, even if you don't maybe like the company, you should still practice the good interviews to get like more comfortable with the situation. Talk about yourself and what you're good at, your strengths, your bads, those sort of things I, as well. I highly recommend people do that yeah. because it's it's. They, they, people ask you a question and you have to answer on the spot. You know, it's yeah. not like I'll, I'll get back to you on that one. Yeah. No, yeah, you, yeah. you have like maybe 45 minutes interview yeah. and your answer has to be polished. So they, they have to be prepared. And the best way to practice is to actually go to interview. Like even if you don't want the job, the worst case scenario is that you might get an offer from them. Yeah. That, mm. You know, <laughs> it's options. So yeah. Yeah. It, it's really good to take interview. Um, yeah. yeah. And for that, to get interview is to read the job market. So what I mm. did was basically going on LinkedIn and looking at all the job offers, what they require, what is the tech that comes the most often, um, you know, and, and learn that and, you know, have that project on your resume. Uh, yeah. That really might bring you to an interview much faster. Um, if According to the area you want to work in, of course. Yeah. But how do you find the area, right? It's so much different technologies and stuff out there. I mean, maybe you go for your interest then, what you think is the most interesting, and focus on that one. Well, to be to be honest, it's like it's kind of like a a, a lottery. Uh, yeah. Like my my first job was in the banking software industry. It was in Cobol. Um, you know, I, I, I lasted I, I lasted four months. Like yeah. seriously, before it was soul crushing. Um, but it gave me 
a lot of insight of how the world works. And it was a very stable job, you know, nine to five kind of thing. And it allows me to, you know, compare and try things out and just understand how things work. Because sometimes you don't even have the end, the question yet. Yeah. You don't even know the question you need to ask. And what do I like is kind of like personal. Nobody can really answer that for you. And so the, the best thing is to try. Worst case, you, you keep finding another job. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Have you seen all those different like boot camp, like be a super Python programmer in like four weeks or like those sort of things? Do you have any experience with, with those kind of training? Sure. I, I, I know a few people uh, who went through and there is both good and bad. So the bad side is that most people will uh, actually quit um, even before the boot can finish or after, because they realize this is completely not for them. Yeah. There's way too much to learn. And yeah. I would say IT is kind of like if you, you need to keep up somehow. So learning becomes your main skill. Yeah. If, you, yeah. if you're not ready to learn, yeah. uh, IT is really not for you. Uh, I, I highly suggest you find something else. Yeah. But if you're like curious and interested and things work out, yeah, the bootcamp can be a great way to jumpstart your career. Uh, especially, usually, those bootcamp, they, they find you a job or they, they help you. They, you. You have all the support you need in a very short time. Yeah. What, the only th- complaint I have is that those bootcamps are not paid, usually. So you, you have to plan ahead and yeah. it's your own time and money. So for three months, you're not going to get anything and not everybody as the can afford that so that's the only issue i have with that but otherwise it's it really depends if, if you think that the boot camp is going to be easy money after and uh, you're going to be all set I, i'm sorry to disappoint you but the it landscape is quite tough sometimes so quite, quite a rabbit hole yeah exactly exactly and stability is is not part of that i would say i how many people do you know beside uh, <laughs> beside you, Matthias, who, who kept a job for more than two years? It's it's quite quite rare, I would say. I, I, th- there is very few people I know that have stayed more than that amount of time in a company. Hmm. So it, it really depends. It's it's quite changing all the time, and sometimes entire department get shifted. Like, hey, we outsource that to something else, or yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think yeah. that's one of the keys. I see, like you're curious, you want to learn technology, you're following like blogs, Twitter, you see what's happening, so you're following like interesting companies and see what's going on, and you test the new things. I mean, that's what I want to see. I don't see IT as, as a job as you come like nine to five and then you go home and you only learn during your your work hours. You have to be like interesting to this, like and see what you can do more. To, uh, the to only do, exception to, to that yeah. is if you work in a really big company and you are yeah. specialized in their own technology. Yeah. And and you know that that is the kind of thing like yeah you can kind of you know shut off whenever you leave work or or something yeah. because yeah. it's completely un, unrelated to the market. Uh, you, you are just highly specialized into you know something, and that makes you like yeah you, you have to work. You don't have to keep up with the latest. That's yeah, what I mean. Yeah. But 
I, I wouldn't say it's easy as well. Like to get there, to get to that point is quite a lot of learning involved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Quite interesting. Uh, it made me think what you're saying now means that the more you specialized in uh, what the company does, the less stable it is. And the more, the more you specialized in uh, technology that's kind of a commodity that is reusable between the companies, the more competition there is, and actually the faster that market will change, the faster that landscape will change because it will be more innovation. Since everyone constantly pushing the needle forward there, like yeah. as we do with uh, whatever you call it, cloud, uh, cloud ops, mm. whatever you call this, right? Yeah. Infrastructure engineering or SRE, I don't know what to call it, but uh, it's highly reusable. Like all our customers, they use AWS, for instance, in pretty much the same ways, meaning that in some way, what we provide is a commodity service, right? Because yeah. there are other people who can do that same, not as good, obviously, <laughs> of but they, they, they still can provide some service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, I mean, the uh, time is coming up now. So, any last tips for people? Uh, but now, is the most, now is the most important one, right? Yeah. What is it? So... You want to be in position not to look for the not looking for the job. So you don't want to look for the job yourself. You want a job to look for for you instead. Yeah. Right? Because that gives you a much stronger negotiation position. Yeah. And that's why if you wanna get into that position, if you wanna get the compensation you want, yeah, you wanna advertise yourself good enough. So you yeah. wanna you, you you wanna put out the content. You want to make people be able to learn about yourself without talking to you. Mm. For instance, yeah. having your presentation on a conference so people people can watch and make an, an impression of you. Yeah. Maybe have some open source projects that people might know you through. Maybe have a podcast like we do. Maybe having a blog. I'm actually getting a quite a number of job offers just because we have this podcast. I'm, so I don't really looking for the job and I'm not interested in being hired. I, I'm hiring myself. <laughs> so, but still, uh, this is what you want to do, right? And then another thing when it comes to the compensation, I think that's a big question that people are pondering around, like, when do I talk about compensation? And my approach would be as late as possible. So what you want to do is you want people to like you. You want to get them into the process as deep as you can. And then it's harder to say no, because if you put it on front and they don't know you, yeah. it's easier to say no because they don't know who you are. Yeah. But if you already demonstrated all the skills you got, how good you are, and then you're putting a price tag on that, then they could easily justify the money you're asking for with the value you're going to bring. To exactly. see. Yeah, so yeah. I, and another thing is that when you are a senior, right? So when you're interviewing in a senior position, you, you kind of expect the compensation be okay, right? Mm. So because otherwise you wouldn't be talking. I mean, people should understand that you came to the senior position and there are like market expectations. You are not a 
student who have no idea how much people are being paid around. Yeah. You kind of been around, you know the game, you know the you know the market. So the expectation is that you're going to be compensated accordingly. You got any, any last tips here? I, I think uh, Andres summarized it really well. I yeah. have nothing to add to that. It's really important to think about that. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, learning different tools, tools, tools are free to use. Most of them are open source. So it's just mm -hmm. your own yeah. time. Spend some of your own time to, to learn tools. Like, write about them as a blog post or post them on LinkedIn. So I think that's a great approach to show that... Uh, that you know the tools or have yeah to that you are curious yeah. you're investing your time into learning in your free time and you're willing to share what you learned yeah that makes you a perfect candidate yeah and i think with that then we will end this episode uh, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more shows on our webpage devsecops.fm bye 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 You have been listening to the DevSecOps podcast with Matthias Andre and Julian. For more podcast and notes go to the webpage devsecops.fm. Thanks for tuning in.